This is a Hoff Studios podcast. Welcome to another edition of a Total Degenerate podcast. I am your host, Mike Ellison. Something's sometimes uh, it's the little things in life, you know, um, like the littlest of little things. Like it could be, uh, you know, just the sound of someone's voice that comforts you, or uh, you know, perhaps the the feel of a uh, ice cold pillow comfy pillow that you get to place your face on and you're just like ah yes that just it trans it transforms you trans it brings you to a happier more emotionally uh stable place um you know any sense can really be it for me it was uh it was a scent it was a smell it was the smell of of course, uh, when I got home last night, of course, I'm saying it as if you guys would know what would be uh, that of what I had in my slow cooker. I had made some pulled buffalo chicken. Let me tell you something. That is a top three smell. The scent of hot sauce in the air. It's a top three smell. Obviously, bacon is up there, right? It's definitely in the running. And I guess, you know, depending on how you feel, you know, like, I mean, as the the title of the movie said, The Scent of a Woman, uh, you, know, you know, something like that, something like a natural aphrodisiac. Uh, but... There's something even more. I think the smell of buffalo chicken might be better. I think it might be better. Like, I got home last night, and I I don't want to say I was sexually aroused because I think that's a bit extreme, but I was about as close to sexually aroused as I could be for food as I could be knowing that I had that fucking buffalo chicken sweltering in that fucking crock pot for 10 hours straight all day long calling my name beckoning for me just saying get home fatty you know you want some of this you know you want some of this hot fire as Dylon would say yeah I could not have uh, been more excited for that it's been the highlight of my week it's the highlight of my day. I've become the guy who likes to cook for himself. And my friends don't like it. My friends actually find it to be offensive. They think it's annoying that I want to talk about cooking recipes all the time. And like they th- they they like to pretend they're rich. My other like I'm specifically my single friends. My my married friends accept that they are like, you know, financially capped and they talk about recipes with their wives all the time so they don't really want to talk to me about that so that makes a little more sense so that's why I try to talk to my single friends about it and they don't seem to want to 
get on board because they like to pretend that they have money. That's their whole thing is that they they don't say they they won't cook for themselves because now I would cook for myself when I can just go, you know, have steak dinners at, you know, fucking Peter Luger's every night. That's what they want people to actually believe is true, even though it's not. I mean, I'm not trying to knock anyone's job or anything, but, you know, they have okay jobs. But I also see where they live, you know? Like, I know their apartments. They're not, these are not rich people. They could cook for themselves. It's not like this beneath them task that they shouldn't have to be involved in. But that's the way they tend to act is that's that's the case. And now, so now, anytime I bring up cooking, they're all offended. And that's why I wanted to talk about buffalo chicken today. Because life's a lot like buffalo chicken, you know? Um, I, I, no, it's not. But buffalo chicken in a crock pot is definitely um it's it's a top scent it's a great meal and it brings me joy it brings me happiness to know that i created that to know that i took the very minimalistic effort it is the easiest thing to cook in the world by the way you do nothing especially if you buy like the chicken cutlets pre-chopped up like if you don't buy the full chicken breast because at least if you if you actually buy the full chicken breast you actually got to slice the shit off of them. You know, the, the the white parts, the the muscle part, if you will, whatever the fuck of that part of the chicken that you're not really supposed to eat that everybody finds gross. Yeah, you don't want a bunch of that shit in your pulled buffalo chicken, so you would have to cut that out. Turning into a cooking show now. Uh, Yeah, but, you know, I put the effort in. I, I, I walked my way through it as I always do. And I just, you know, I I don't think people appreciate the art that goes into cooking. Especially when you just take chicken and hot sauce and a little bit of blue cheese, drop it into a thing, turn it on, and walk away for 10 hours. There was an art to that. The art of not doing much. And that's an art that I've mastered. An art that I'm very fond of. A type of art that I, um, you know, I want to be. That's the artist I want to be. The pulled buffalo chicken of of artistic endeavors. I want to go on autopilot for 10 hours, and when it comes out the other side, I want it to be brilliant. I want it to be great and genius. That's what I want. Because that's the truth about buffalo chicken. It's very, it's unlike anything else with the pulled buffalo chicken. It That you can just kind of set it, forget it, and walk away. Really, the only effort that needed to be done was to buy the ingredients. That's really it. And then it's just drop it in the thing, turn the thing on, walk away, come back later. A little bit of stirring. That's about all I actually contributed to the situation. So that's my type of artistic endeavor, is I don't want to have to 
try. I don't want to have to put effort in. If only that was the case, though. That's It's not the case. There's no real good. Like, you can't do podcasts and stand-up comedy and not try. That's not a, it's really not an option. It's very much uh, the complete opposite. Matter of fact, if it's, you can, I mean, I guess you can do it. You can do it and not, like, put anything into it. And you will find the results are uh, quite, uh, you know, awful. They're terrible. You're you're not going to get far. But I tell you what will get far. Pulled buffalo chicken. It probably can solve world problems, that pulled buffalo chicken. We need a little more of it. You know, maybe... Maybe the cops wouldn't have arrested Greta Thunberg if they had some pulled buffalo chicken in their life. Maybe, uh, you know, what else is going on in the world? Uh, Maybe that Congress guy wouldn't have told everybody he was Jewish if he actually had a good meal and he was thinking. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's his defense. That's what he's going to say when he gets sworn into Congress and they immediately want to bring him up on charges, he can go, guys, I told everybody that my family escaped the Holocaust because I was really hungry and I didn't have a proper meal. And if now that I heard about a delicious pulled, pulled buffalo chicken recipe from a fellow Long Island podcaster, I, uh, I think I could turn this around. I think... I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to be honest now. I'm not going to say my mom died in 9-11. <laughs> he actually said that shit. Can't believe that guy actually. I mean, total, we're going on a side tangent here, but that's what we do sometimes. I cannot believe that that dude got elected and, like, literally every detail of his life is a lie it's pretty awesome i actually just i think this is a chance i think he's got a chance here to really solidify himself as a you know real like uh you know what's what's the word i'm looking for here a real uh pioneer a real uh trendsetter if you will in Congress, because what he could do is he could basically come out and go, all right, all right. I said I was Jewish because I was running for office in a highly Jewish uh, part of the uh, island. There's a large population of Jewish people on that part of in that specific area of the Long Island uh, region. And therefore, I wanted I figured they would. That, so I, I said that shit. He's come clean on all of and then once he comes clean, that's an opportunity to just basically be like, hey, I'm like the rest of these Washington people where I lie I lie through my teeth. I'm as dishonest as they come. He could be honestly dishonest if that makes sense to you. It makes sense to me. He can basically come out and say, everything I've said is basically a lie. And I'm as dishonest as they come. 
But the truth is, the truth that you don't want to hear is, so is everybody else that's here. Everybody that's here is here because they're good at lying. I'm actually bad at lying, and that's why I got caught. So now I'm still going to lie, but when I get caught, I'll, I'll admit it. I'll admit that I lied. And I bet that that will appeal to people. Just like Trump appealed to people because people got so disillusioned with politicians in general. Like people were so down on what we wanted from our political offices that like the idea that like this rich guy can come in and tell fucking uh, what's her face that she's on the rag and, you know, just talk a lot of shit and be like, yeah, you know, he's. He's not a nice person. He's definitely not telling us the truth about everything. Um, matter of fact, he's actually like a kind of a, an absolute egomaniac prick. But, hey, you know what? It's something new. It's something different. And that's what worked for him. And that's what got him to the heights of the political world. So I think Santos has a real opportunity here. I think this guy could be, he could be in charge of the Republican Party sometime soon. Pretty sure he's a Republican. Not that it matters, by the way. Not that it matters. It, George Santos could have been easily as much, he, he probably is liberal. He's probably lying about his political affiliation. You know what I mean? He's actually probably like, nah, I'm, I'm as liberal as fuck. I just wanted to get in somehow. So I, I started saying lower taxes and. Trump 2024, whatever worked. That's really all, you know, that needed to happen. So, you know, I just, hey, that's that's a good idea. I, I think I want to support this guy now. I kind of want to support him because he's a liar, but he's a bad liar, so we could figure out the lies. I mean... And then we can call them up, and then, you know, it's fun. It makes it more of a fun game, whereas the other ones, it's like you call, you find out about the lies, you call them out, and it's like, uh-uh, no, I didn't do that. And then you got to go through, like, a whole entire investigation, and then they investigate the investigation, and then it gets all muddled up and bullshitty, and lawyers get involved, and they fuck the whole thing up, and we never find out the truth. And everybody's just got to left to speculate. This guy, there's no speculation. We know he lied. He lied about a lot of things. He lied about having college, uh, what college he went to. He lied about having job experience. He lied about having money. I think he's actually broke. That's always a fun, that's a fun one. When people lie about having money but they're actually poor as fuck. That's that's fun. I like that. So I, I, I honestly started this all about Buffalo Chicken, but now I find that I, I'm in George Santos's corner. I, I like where his head's at. I think he has a bright political future. And uh, he has the best interest of the people at heart. Young man, he's the same age as me, 34. Very inspiring, my head as well. 
as a as a 34 year old creative person who's always lo- seeking for new inspiration. You know, I watched a uh, couple movies yesterday. I watched um, the Grand Budapest Hotel, which is a Wes Anderson film. Wes is a very good filmmaker. Very funny films. Very love lovable films. Something always appealing to me about Wes. And, um, you know, I watched his movie, and then I watched Citizen Kane, Orson Welles. I was just feeling watching some old films because I'm looking for inspiration. I'm always looking to find something to inspire me, and I think the story of the day that has me inspired is George Santos and how he's changing the political world. So I'm going to support him. I hope everybody else will join me in supporting him because we need more. We need more honest, dishonest people in the world. If you're going to lie to me, at least admit that you lied once we got you. That's what I like. So go, George. Is there anything more frustrating than getting a song stuck in your head for a long period of time. It's very annoying to me. I I mean, it happens to all of us. We've all experienced this, I'm sure. Unless you, like, you're a crazy person or something and you don't listen to music. But even if you don't really listen to music, at some point you're going to be forced to listen to music. Therefore, a song getting stuck in your head, is it, it happens. Sometimes songs, it doesn't always make sense, though, why a song gets stuck in your head. I have been experiencing it with two songs recently. One is a an old folk song. Uh, I saw a movie recently uh, called Inside Llewellyn Davis. I've been watching a lot of movies lately, if you haven't figured that out from this week's podcast. I keep name-dropping these uh fucking weird indie movies and stuff i watched citizen kane the other day nobody cares mike listen inside the well in davis it's a story of a folk singer it's a good movie you should watch it but in the movie he sings a song called hang me oh hang me i've had that song stuck in my head so much that now i'm walking around in public and that's the the song title is also like the chorus of the song right so there I am standing in line at the supermarket the other day to buy my pulled chicken, to buy the ingredients for my pulled chicken, putting in the uh, artistic work that was required to make such a great uh, item. And the clerk is probably thinking I'm a crazy person because there I am singing, hang me, oh, hang me, I'll be dead and gone. But I can't get it out of my head. I can't fucking get it out of my head. And I think the reason I can't get it out of my head is because it's just a, it's a really well done song, you know? Like, it's got a, it's obviously, you know, there's a lot of, lot to decipher, a lot to break down. And we don't need, that's not what this podcast is about. So we're not going to sit here and break down some old folk song that nobody gives a shit about. Except for me, because I felt it hit me somewhere I guess I don't know um but then there's songs that get stuck in your head and you really don't know why you know what I mean like there's 
there's that where it's just like this is a really really good song something about the words something about you know the guitar riff for the singer's voice just stuck with me so the song stuck with me that was like the high end of it hang me oh hang me was the high end of having a song stuck in your head because the movie was stuck in my head because the it was a very well done film the coen brothers i loved them anyway there's the other side because there was another song that's been stuck in my head and this one isn't uh quite the same and it's not all songs get stuck in your head for equal reasons and this one i can thank a, a friend of mine he pulled up and saw my delivery car and he was like oh man inside peanut butter outside jelly and i was like well i don't know what the fuck that's supposed to mean he's like dude you haven't heard you don't know who Cadillac Don and Jay Money are? I was like, I know I don't know who Cadillac Don and Jay Money are. Apparently, they are rappers. And I, I'm a fan of rap music. Anybody knows me, I'm, I have an extensive love of, like, that's the, the whitest way of putting it ever, right? <laughs> the whitest way. I have an extensive appreciation for 90s hip-hop music anyone that knows anybody that knows me big old fat whitey mcwhiteface cracker mccracker face anyway i i am i have an extensive catalog of rap music i find quite pleasurable and enjoyable to listen to pleasurable makes it sound weird I had to call myself out there. Anyway, inside peanut butter, outside jelly. Seven days of week, seven days of the week, seven different Chevys. Black SS with the top blown off. Fuck with them, boys. Get your top blown off. Nothing like rhyming top blown off with top blown off. I cannot shake this song, though. I can't get it out of... It won't go away. It's just going to torture me forever. And now, I don't know. Maybe I do actually want the hangman to hang me. Maybe hang me, oh, hang me, so I don't sing inside peanut butter, outside jelly anymore. But now I can't. And it's got. it starts with like that... Jamaican steel drum where it's like doot 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 inside peanut butter outside jelly so jelly something like that I am <laughs> I just I can't I mean you gotta some of these lyrics are just fucking absolutely hilarious but yeah but i'm cadillac don a real fucking hustler riding through the south spreading this game like mustard that's i mean that's poetry right there 
inside peanut butter, outside jelly. If only I could have written that song first. <laughs> so your New Year's resolution hasn't worked out. Um, You've probably eaten more carbs than you normally would have eaten but because you were stressing out about losing that weight or you went back to the cigarettes even though you said you were going to quit and you, now you're hiding it from the, the wife or the girlfriend or the rest of the family. You know, uh, listen, life doesn't always need to be about disappointment. Some things can uh, be happy. Some things can bring cheer and joy. Perhaps the most simple way of finding some peace and joy would be to find an entertaining podcast, something that made you smile once a week, that took took you away, if even only for a short while, it took you away from the from the pop and the the, the bullshit of life. The that's what I'm really trying to find the the stressors, the the aggravation. Nobody needs that. It's not good for you. It's not, you know, they, there's there's a study, a new study out. Uh, it actually, it said that like uh, 92% of Americans are uh, stressed out and they don't like it. 92%. That's a lot. That study, uh, it was from uh, a thing that I... Uh, it's possible that that's not accurate, but anyway, that's not the point. The study's not the point, okay? We don't have to – that's just a number. It's a very high number. I mean, but the stress levels of everybody, we're all stressed out all the time. Don't, don't you think? Don't you just feel that there's a societal pressure on you to perform dance, monkey, dance? You don't need that. You don't need that. And there's only a few ways to get rid of it, and that's to get on board with a podcast that uh, makes you feel good, where there's a clever, comical host who's sweet and kind, and he makes you chuckle, and he takes you away from those painful places, and he brings you to the happy place, the place where you want to be, the place... We all wanted to be the place where life should really exist. A happy place in our minds. So how do you how do you find this? Search no further. You found it, you fucking lucky sons of bitches. You lucky fucks. It's called the Total Degenerate Podcast. It's the podcast that's gonna it's gonna make you feel better. It's gonna you know, it's there's another study that I found at it. This study says, did you know that listening to a comedic podcast, actually, it could, it has the possibility, there's like a 50% chance that extends your life by like 50%. So basically, you've got a real good chance of like having a not just a better quality of life, having a longer life. Imagine having not just a longer life, but a quality longer life. You know, you don't want to live till fucking 170 and just be like a fucking vegetable and 
stuck to a bed, shitting and pissing everywhere and not knowing what's really going on, just hanging on to dear life because your body is not caved in. You don't want to be that. No, you want to have quality life. So you want a longer life and you want a quality of life. And that is what this podcast can sort of give you. I can't, I mean, hey, different things, everything's, you know, everything has different results. I can't guarantee anything here. All right. I, I, what I can guarantee, this is what I can guarantee. What I can guarantee is entertainment. I can guarantee picks on football games. I can't guarantee that they're winning picks. Though I went two and one last week. I went two and one on the best bets. I gave out every game, but I really gave out. Yeah, I went two and one. That's winning. I can guarantee some winners. I guarantee some laughs. And I guarantee more accurate studies that have no sourcing whatsoever. I actually read another study that said that 99% of the time, you could tell someone's lying just by hearing their voice. So if I sound like I'm telling the truth, I must be telling the truth. That's the study that I read. I can't remember where I read it or who was involved in it or anything else worth mentioning but other than the idea that I'm correct. I'm correct and everything I'm saying is honest because I'm an honest man. Cannot tell a lie. I'm like honest Abe. So uh, please subscribe, rate, and review to the podcast. We appreciate that. Tell, uh, follow us on Instagram at a total degenerate podcast. See, I'll give you an idea of how honest I am. The Instagram page is popping off. Every day there is just something you're, you're not going to want to miss out. You're not going to want to miss out. So don't miss out. Don't be an idiot. Follow my lead. Do everything I'm telling you to do because it's the right thing to do for your life, for your happiness, for the American way. It's really... Do you care about your country? It's uh, That's kind of when people tell me that they haven't followed the podcast, I say, do you, do you care about freedom? Do you know? Let me tell you something. Let me tell you guys something. There's a museum in the town I live in. Uh, for those that aren't familiar with the movie Lone Survivor, there was a Navy SEAL from Sayville. His name is Michael Murphy. He, uh, he sacrificed himself in uh, the line of duty. He died. Uh, he was a soldier. Uh, lived an amazing life. He was a heroic and brave man. Braver than I. And he didn't die for nothing. He died for this country. A country we all love. Freedom. America Way. Statue of Liberty. Now I'm just making... References to patriotic things. The bald eagle. American pie. Baseball. A total degenerate podcast. They all belong in the same sentence. Okay, you get my point here? Have I driven it home enough yet? 
So do your patriotic duty. Do yourself a duty. Do your life a duty. Do your friends, your family, everybody around you the justice they deserve. And subscribe, rate, and review to A Total Degenerate Podcast and follow us on Instagram. For everybody that's done that already, as always, I appreciate it. Thank you. Wild card weekend, not bad. Two and one. Uh, Seattle first half worked out. Seattle full game, not so much. Not so much. They stunk and they got stomped out. Uh, every game basically went over except for Bucks Cowboys. Gotta love that. As a guy that, I mean, I haven't been betting a lot of totals. I did give out Giants Vikings over, which was a winner. No big deal. So that's two and zero. The last one we don't really need to talk about as much because that was the Bucks. And they stink, and Tom Brady's old and washed up. And I do want to say that any Jet fan out there that actually thinks that Tom Brady is a legitimate option for somebody that we should consider bringing in as a veteran quarterback presence on a team that is on the cusp of being good, uh, no, absolutely not. You're a fucking idiot if you think so. You really are an absolute moron if you think that that is a good idea. It is the worst idea I've ever fucking heard. Tom Brady has made a career out of embarrassing and humiliating the Jets and the Jets fans. He's already said that he hates the Jets. He hates the New York Jets fans. He loves beating the Jets more than he likes beating any other team in the league. He's enjoyed that so much. He knows that he's the villain of this entire fan base, and he would enjoy nothing more than to come here as a false hope, a false idol, and show up and suck shit for a fucking 17-game season and take the Jets nowhere and take the Jets' money and go, hotty har 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 you guys suck. Now I'm going to retire. A patriot, of course. And, uh, yeah, fuck you. I don't give a shit. I have a bunch of Super Bowls. I'm still Tom Brady. No, fuck that. I'm not playing into that. We are not doing that. Get him away from my team. I don't want anyone talking to him. I don't want anybody even thinking about him. Get it out of your fucking head. It shouldn't happen. Did you watch the game on Monday night? The guy's missing wide open receivers. I know his fucking offensive line can't block for a lick. They suck too. I hear you. But at the same time, though, there was times where he was he looked like Sam Darnold seeing ghosts. He's throwing fucking nobody. He's skipping passes fucking five yards short of fucking wide receivers. He's old. He's washed. It's done. The fucking time is over. Time, Tom versus time. Time wins. Time always wins. And time has finally got up to him. All right, enough. That one went real sour so whatever two and one weekend uh let's look ahead what do we got coming up divisional saturday and sunday we will start saturday at 4 30 in the afternoon where we have two teams playing each other i just there we go here we go okay the jaguars the jacksonville jaguars who bailed me out Saturday night because I bet on them. And that was a type of game where you sit there and you're, as a gambler, you're sitting there watching it and you're going, I'm a fucking idiot. Why did I bet on this team? You curse them up and down. That whole first half, it's 27 nothing Chargers. I'm talking about how Trevor Lawrence is a bum. Trevor Lawrence is a scumbag. Trevor Lawrence lowers me money. Trevor Lawrence should be out of the league. Trevor Lawrence is uh, he better not show his face in public 
for months after this, or else he will be ridiculed. He sucks. Four interceptions. God, does he suck. I hate him. He's the worst. By the end of the game, it was 31-30 Jaguars, and my attitude completely changed. I was saying things like, Trevor Lawrence for president. What a great quarterback. I love this kid. I always knew he was going to be good. He's a stud. He's dominant. I love him. I wish the Jets had gotten him. I think he's the next Joe Montana. I think he's better than Tom Brady and Joe Montana combined. I think he's better than Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, and Joe Montana combined. I think, you know, he's the greatest thing that's happened to the game of football. Uh, His hair's nice. I have, you know, I, I can go on and on and on about how awesome Trevor Lawrence is for his performance on Saturday night in the second half. I should have put more money on the Jaguars in the second half, but I was completely despondent and had lost faith in the Jaguars due to the first half. But that's why they play two full halves of the game, and that's, that's how you get to a complete game. I bet you didn't know that. If Now you do. This, you learn things here on this podcast, don't you? So now the Jaguars are getting eight and a half. They're going into Arrowhead Stadium against the Chiefs. Everything's pointing towards a Bills-Bangles AFC title game, which would be played in Atlanta. That is the uh, current thought process. I have to think something is going to fuck that up. I think there's a chance that something's going to fuck that up. At the very least, we're going to get a close call here in one of these two games. So I'm going to take Jacksonville with the eight and a half. I'm going to say Jacksonville can hang around. They did kind of hang around the last time they played the Chiefs. They got down big early, but then they came roaring back. They only ended up losing the game by 10. We're only getting eight and a half right now. There's no reason to bet this game immediately. You just sit back and you wait. You sit back, you wait, and you wait, and you wait, and you hope to get a better number. There's no way it goes below seven and a half. I don't think it's even going to leave eight. I think eight. It's probably the lowest it gets. You you don't really lose much from eight and a half to eight. Um, so it's a risk I'm willing to take to see if I can get nine and a half or ten again. Probably not, though. Doesn't matter. Jacksonville with the points, of course, not taking the ML, but you gotta think that there's a possibility they could win. So one of these two teams has got to get knocked off. Somebody that everybody thinks is gonna win has to get knocked off. It just has to happen. And this would be the week for it to happen. So I will take Jacksonville with the points in game number one. I really want to give a rah-rah to a thing for my Giants fan friends. I want to say Giants come up big. Giants dominate. Giants get a win. The Giants are going to the NFC title game. I want to say that. I really, truly do. Because I know just as much as the Jet fan has not won in a long time, the Giant fan has also dealt with a lot of losing and a lot of humiliation. Their team is finally in it again. They're excited. They have every reason to be excited. You know, uh, but the reality is this. As long as Jalen Hurts is healthy, the Eagles are going to stomp the Giants into the ground. It's going to be a bloodbath. It's probably a three-touchdown win, at least a two-touchdown win. I could see the Eagles winning this game by at least 17 points. I'd like to be wrong for the sake of them. I'm not sitting here saying I'm going to fucking pound Philly for fucking, you know, thousands of dollars or some shit here. But I would have to say, if gun to my head, if I had to bet it, 
for a large portion of money, it would definitely be Philly. Sorry, Giants fans. It's nice that you got a playoff win, but ultimately, this is where your season ends. Uh, you got a quarterback. You got a head coach. Dable did an amazing job for the Giants this year. I just think the talent of the Eagles is too much for the Giants to handle. It's a different breed of animal than the Vikings, who uh, were frauds. And we all knew it. We all knew it going into that game that the Vikings were frauds. The Eagles are not frauds. The Eagles could win the Super Bowl. Matter of fact, I kind of think the Eagles might win the Super Bowl. Call me crazy, but everybody's going to be on the Bills, Chiefs, and fucking 49ers to win the Super Bowl. I'm saying the Eagles are still just as good as all three of those teams, and they're going to prove it, and they're going to prove it on Saturday night when they stomp the Giants into oblivion. So game number two, I'll lay it with uh, lay seven and a half with the Eagles. Probably might even get seven. The public seems to be backing the Giants a little bit. There's worry about Jalen Hurts' injury. As long as Hurts is healthy, I think the Eagles roll here. Um, so yeah, I will take the Eagles. Game number three, we moved to Sunday. I like what they did with the Sunday slate, by the way. Normally it's just championship Sunday. They do a three o'clock and a six thirty. But no normally division is still one and four thirty, but not no, not this year. They're doing six and three th- uh three and six thirty, which is great. I love that. It means you can sleep in, you can get your shit done. You got plenty of time to run around and do what you got to do before football starts at 3 o'clock. I like that a lot. So with that being said, we got the Bills hosting the Bengals. Uh, This was the game that we did not get because of DeMar Hamlin. Thankfully, DeMar Hamlin is healthy and fine. Hopefully, he'll be at the game. I doubt he's going to be. I know he wasn't at the game last week. I know he, like, visited the team or whatever, and, you know, he's – He's doing better, whatever. He's got to do what his doctors tell him to do. Get his fucking heart fixed, whatever, you know. Do his thing. But, um, yeah, the Bills are a five-and-a-half-point favorite. I believe the over-under is 50-and-a-half. Why am I not seeing the over-under here? 48. 48? Yeah, this is easy. It's done. Over. The get, Done. I'm not even going to tell. All right. You want some analyst on this analyze, analyzation of the side? All right, I guess, I guess if it ever got to six, I'd take Cincinnati. At five and a half, it's tough. It, I would kind of lean Cincinnati, but six, I would, I would want six or better to take Cincinnati. I'm taking the over though. What, what are we talking? It's in the forties. One of the whoever wins this game is putting up thirty-one, bare minimum, bare minimum thirty-one points going on the board. So, uh, yeah, you're telling me I could take a fucking total at uh, 48 in the, between Buffalo and the Bengals? Unless there's some sort of crazy weather situation that I don't know going on, which I don't think is the case, I will be betting the over there. I will happily bet that over. Give me the over. Bills and Bengals. Game number three. Okay, final game. This is a hard one to pick. It's very difficult to pick this game. The Cali- uh, the California, wow. The that was like I was thinking California because that's where the 49ers play, but I was looking at the Cowboys and I was about to say the Cowboys. Anyway, it came out California. At least it was a word and it wasn't just a bumbling of blah blah blah. Anyway, the Cowboys are a four-point dog. They are at San Francisco. San Francisco looks like nobody can stop them. 
San Francisco looks un like un yeah unstoppable. That's what that's what when nobody can stop you, you're unstoppable. In case you didn't know that, that's what that means. Um, my early ugly, I hate this, but I think this might be the right move. And I'm sorry, I have 49er fans that are f- close friends. The producer of this show is a 49ers fan. So I don't want to say what I'm about to say, but I think I have to say it. It's ugly. It's gross. It makes no sense. And I'm sorry. Like, I am sorry to my Giants fan friends. I think the Cowboys are going to cover. I think I got to take the four. I'm going to take the four. Their offense looks good enough to hang. Their defense is pretty fucking good, too. You know, I I mean, they have probably arguably the best defensive player in the league. They don't have the best defense in the league. That does belong to the 49ers. 49ers can win this game, and I could look like an idiot. I absolutely could. I mean, the 49ers have a ferocious pass rush. The 49ers have just as many skill skill position players, if not more, than the Cowboys. Everything screams 49ers, which is why I'm going to take the Cowboys. I hate it. I hate it a lot. Hopefully they just Cowboys cover four and the 49ers win by three. I don't want to see the Cowboys anymore. I don't want to watch the Cowboys in the NFC title game. I don't want to hear all the We Them Boys guys start popping up. I've already seen a lot more Troy Aikman jerseys around. It's it's rough, but I'm going to take the Cowboys here. So there you go. They're the four picks. Wow, divisional weekend. We're going to start off with the Jaguars plus eight and a half. We're going to take Philly laying the seven and a half. We'll take over and we'll go over in Bills Bengals. We'll take the Cowboys plus the four. They're your winners. They can't lose. They're all going to win. I know I'm right. I'm a genius. Thanks again for listening, and until next week.